Welcome to Retiring Today, the podcast that guides you to and through retirement. I'm Molly Nelson, host of the podcast, here with Rochelle Smith. She's producer of the podcast. Lauren Merkel's with us. He's a certified financial planner, a certified financial fiduciary, and a retirement income certified professional. And deep breath, Anna Marie Morrow. She's the director of Medicare. Dun, dun, dun. Deep breath because, guys, I just took on a side gig as a door dasher or oh. a door dasher assistant. Little you lunch. are in great shape. Yeah, a little lunch <laughs> came over to our building where we podcast, but it was really supposed to go over to another building. And I thought, you know what? I could use a couple extra steps. So In the rain. But that Chipotle, yeah, I'm, I have, I'm starving. That I, oh, Chipotle, Chipotle. There's an extra L. I Chipotle. was going to say, how is it pronounced? Is it Chipotle? No, there's an L. Ellie, I had this conversation with my nephew. Chipotle. So the T is silent or did we Nothing silent. Chipotle. Nothing silent. Chipotle. Okay. <laughs> I have no idea, by the way, how it's pronounced but I know that now they have it over at the building next door and they're happily eating their lunch but we're podcasting we're happily podcasting because what we want to do today is break down some myths and misconceptions about social security Anne-Marie Lauren you sit down with people all the time and they hear a lot of things about social security that just quite frankly aren't right they hear things they read things they watch things social security is all over the news right now I mean it's a big topic of conversation and usually when people are talking about social security they're talking about things like social security is going broke social security is going to run out by the, the the year 2035 now is the the most recent study so they're hearing a lot about it but they're hearing a lot of negativity about it and so it leaves them thinking is social security going to be here for me when you retire is social security going to be here is it going to be here uh with 100 percent of the the promised benefits. What is social security going to look like for you? And we're here to talk about that today on the podcast. And we want to make sure people understand what's fake and what's fiction when it comes to social security, because Anne-Marie, this is a really important decision that you're going to make going as you go to and through retirement. It is. And a lot of feedback we hear is people want to do what their friends did. You know, oh, so-and-so did it this way. So this is how I should do it. You know, they don't take a, that approach of looking at their whole plan. And instead, they make it as a siloed decision. And when considering that mixed with hearing, oh, Social Security is going to be broke, then it just adds to that anxiety. And which route should I go? And when should I do it? One of the tempting reasons why people look at Social Security from a siloed standpoint is because it's so complex. There's so much that goes into it. I mean, you're accustomed to getting a Social Security statement once a year on that Social Security statement. It might have three different options. Maybe for the last five to six years, you haven't received the statement. You actually have to log on to ssa.gov to get the Social Security information. So accurate information about what your Social Security benefit benefits are going to be is not necessarily readily available. And then you try, then you come to realize that you actually might have up to 81 different options of how to elect your benefits. It's not just the three that's on your statement. And you start wondering to yourself, how am I ever going to figure this out? And then you start thinking about the investable assets you have to produce a retirement income. Maybe you have a pension. So how does all of that play into your social security decision? There's a lot that goes into it. And it's, uh, it's a hard maze to unwind once just start really taking a look at all the options you have. Okay, guys, I don't really know how this happened, but when I took took the Chipotle next door, Chipotle, I did run, and it was in the rain, and I think it did something to my neck. <laughs> I'm not kidding. Oh. Oh, no. <laughs> no, you can laugh. It's not, like, serious. You guys are so sweet. You're like, oh, no, but, like, right now I have, like, pain going down my neck. So, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I'm not sure what happened, but I'm not happy with myself that somehow running, what, Chipotle 
250 yards. I, we have tennis balls in the main office okay. that we can put against a wall okay. to... To align my spine? Yes. Okay, good. I don't think it's going to be long-term. I don't think it's going to be serious, but... There's a little, there's a little situation. So I might be, I might be working through something here while we're podcasting, but don't you worry. Cause let's get back to the mysteries and misconceptions of social security. Lauren, Lauren, he led us right into this one. Social security is going broke. I know you guys just talked about this with a family that you met, you met with recently. And more than just recently, I feel like we hear this all the time, Lauren, is as we start that conversation about when to elect Social Security and what to take into consideration, people are always bringing up, well, isn't it going to run out? Don't, shouldn't we take it sooner rather than later? And, you know, we know that in the early 80s, we had that huge overhaul um, on the Social Security rules and when to elect and increases or decreases in full retirement age. Um, and then another thing to consider, we actually just had someone send in a question from our Journey to Retirement work shop um, about that very thing. So the question it involved, they were recently just put on long-term disability and social security disability was their only income. Do they need to still be paying FICA taxes? And the answer is yes. And what FICA is, FICA is that tax that is consistently feeding into that social security bucket. So there is not a stop to the monies going into that bucket. Just what may need to happen is like in the early eighties, having another overhaul of changing some times or the rules and ages around when to elect and what can happen into benefits, um, either decreasing or increasing. But the money is always there going into that bucket. Yeah, but it's still hard to overcome that idea that Social Security is going broke or Social Security is only going to pay 80% of promised benefits because of all the news coverage out there about these studies that take place every single year. Um, and also recently, uh, there's more outflows than there are inflows going into the Social Security Trust Fund. So people look at that and they're like, uh, I, I should probably take my benefits now to secure whatever benefits I can get out of Social Security before those changes take place. But what we talk about with the families that we work with is Social Security, we strongly, strongly believe Social Security is going to be there for you. If you're within five years of retiring or being able to claim benefits or already claim benefits, Social Security will be there for you as promised. I have a high probability of confidence that Social Security is going to be there for you. There's so many different changes that they can make. Uh, as an example, Anna-Marie, Molly, Rochelle, they're probably, benefits are probably not going to be there for us as their promise today. They have a lot of time to make changes uh, to our benefits. And by the way, we have a lot of time to adjust to those changes, adjust our retirement plans. Our kids, uh, the benefits are probably not going to be there as promised for our kids. But if you're already taking benefits or within a five-year time frame of taking benefits, also, keep in mind that that demographic, your demographic, is the demographic that votes. Yeah. And politicians love their jobs. No lawmaker is going to run on, you know what we're going to do? First thing when I get in office, we're going to get rid of Social Security. There's not a lawmaker <laughs> right. out there. Now, they might talk about some reform. They might talk about, you know, some changes in the future. But it would be political Suicide? Yeah, I was going to say suicide. Yeah, I was trying to think of a better, a better word. word. Yeah. Uh, but everybody knows what we're getting at. It's not politically in their, it's not in their political best interest to say, hey, let's cut Social Security by 80% or 50%. And everybody who's been talking about Social Security politically has said they're committed to making sure that Social Security as well as Medicare are going to be there in a meaningful way for retirees and pre-retirees. Now, as you referenced, Molly, there are going to be changes. Uh, there have been changes. 1935 was when Social Security legislation came into place. 1940 is when the very first Social Security check got paid. 
And guess what? Ever since 1940, there has been changes to Social Security. The last major reform took place in 2016, and there will continue to be many changes down the road. Uh, probably the most likely change, so it, kind of going back to the pre-retiree retiree demographic, if there's a change to your benefits, the most likely change is going to be in the form of a means test which means that if you make in excess of whatever dollar amount they deem appropriate, then they'll cut your Social Security income by a percentage, maybe all the way down to zero. There's a lot of iterations of that type of sentiment uh, legally, um, but that, that's probably the most likely change. You have to make over a certain amount for your Social Security benefits to be impacted. But everybody else, I think it's going to be by large there. So it's much more important than to evaluate your Social Security decisions based on other factors outside of the Social Security is going broke. You're not going to receive 100% of your benefit type mentality. Mystery solved. Do we come to a consensus? Deal. Social security is not going broke, at least for now. Another mystery or myth or perhaps a misconception is that your social security benefit is based on wages earned before age 65. This uh, this is a common misconception. We um, just had a phone call come in. A woman was getting ready to elect her primary benefit. And so she, when she logged on to her profile on ssa.gov, her benefit from the last time she looked at it, which was before age 65, was a lot lower than what it was now at age 71. And that's not including the coal adjustment. So she calls and she's wondering why, how is this possible? I mean, she wasn't upset about it. It was a lot more money. That's a, that's a good thing. Right. That's a good thing. But she was under the impression that these were just wage earning years before the age of 65. And she thought that they were consecutive all in a row, 35 years up until age 65. And that's not the case. They take your highest 35 wage earning years. And if you continue to work after the age of 65, those years are also taken into consideration. Even if you work after you you elect your social security benefits and if those working years will replace one of the lower 35 wage earning years it will increase your benefits so it's possible that you could be taking social security for five years but you go back to work that replaces one of those 35 years and your social security income still goes up is it worth mentioning that there is a minimum of years you have to work in order to receive social security Yes, yeah, so you have to have 40 quarters, and typically it takes about 10 years to earn those 40 quarters to be eligible for Social Security. Anne-Marie, you mentioned that 15-minute retirement checkup call. That is a great place for people to ask specific questions about their Social Security situation. Yeah, these 15-minute checkup calls are great. Um, there's, you know, like we're talking about today, there's a lot of myths and misconceptions. And as we get the information out there, you know, we're huge advocates for education. That draws in people with these types of questions. What types of things do I need to be considering in retirement that I haven't had to worry about up until this point? You know, we know that there's those accumulation years where we're working and building for our retirement. But then what does that look like heading into retirement? And that's where people can really get a feel for, you know, what their situation has been and if it makes sense to dive further into that conversation after one of our 15-minute checkup calls. Well, and today we're just talking about Social Security. I know when it comes to Medicare, obviously we, we do several podcasts on Medicare as well. There's a lot of mysteries and misconceptions out there. There's a lot of investing misconceptions. There's just a lot of stuff to talk about as you move to and through retirement. So here's your chance. It's a 15-minute complimentary retirement checkup call. You can schedule yours now by going to MerkleRetire.com. That's M-E-R-K-L-E Retire.com. You can pick a time and a date that works for you and ask any questions that are on your mind about retirement. 
what's on our mind? These myths, because we want to bust the myths. That's what we are today. We are miss, myth busters. Say that 10 times. Mythbusters, mythbusters. Thank myth you. Yes, good. Fill, the, fill the void. Fill the void. Here we go. Here's our next myth. If I elect Social Security, I have to elect Medicare. Oh, there's my favorite buzzword. <laughs> Which one? Medicare, I think. Right? Yes. Uh, the answer is no. You do not have to elect them at the same time. A lot of people think that one definitely uh, affects the other. You have to elect at the same time, but you do not. Now, with that being said, of course, there's always the fine print, right? Um, if you have elected your Social Security benefit before the age of 65, then you will automatically be enrolled in Medicare when you turn age 65. You will automatically receive receive your card in the mail and they send it to you pretty early. They send it out about seven, eight months ahead of time, which is why most people throw this card away. So keep your eye out if you're in that situation. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, they'll automatically enroll you. Otherwise, if you go to elect your Medicare at age 65 or just your social security at age 65, it does not mean that you have to elect the other at that point. Okay. Let's stay on the topic of Medicare, because here's another one we hear sometimes that if I get a bump in my social security payment, I have to pay more for Medicare. And we just saw the opposite of that, didn't we? We Everybody. sure did. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we lived it back in 2021, heading into 2022. We saw that large COLA increase with Social Security. And then at the same time, we see the largest dollar increase to the Medicare Part B premium historically that we've ever seen. So, right, the two must be correlated. Feels like it. Right? So then as 2022 went on and we're anticipating what will 2023 look like, uh, other things were coming under the radar that affects those costs. So looking back at 2021, as they're considering what the Medicare Part B premium should be, Medicare Part B covers medications administered within a clinic or hospital. And there was a new Alzheimer's medication that they were looking at that was very expensive. So that contributed to this huge Part B increase heading into 2022. As 2022 went on, they realized that this medication was not as expensive as they had originally anticipated. So when we got another huge cola increase heading into 2023, we're like, oh, here it comes. What's, what's the part B going to be? We're all just jumping off a cliff at this point. Well, actually the opposite happened. It was a decrease. It was only $5 decrease to part B, but still it was not that huge increase that most of us were anticipating. Look at that government getting Medicare recipients a break. Now they probably don't really feel like that because of course they still paying a lot more for goods and services because of inflation, but that's a whole nother conversation. Let's stay on social security. Here it is, the myth. I won't pay taxes on social security. For some of you, you will pay taxes on your social security income and some of you will not. It's gonna be largely dependent upon what your provisional income is to determine do you pay federal tax or do you not? So if you're single, and your provisional income is in excess of $25,000 for the year, you will be taxed on your Social Security income. If you're married and your provisional income is in excess of $32,000 for the year, you will be subject to federal tax as well. The state tax is going to be dependent upon what state you live in. Most states do not charge a state tax, but some certainly do. What's the difference between provisional income and... I don't know, just regular old income. <laughs> well, you know, it can't be easy. There always has to be <laughs> something else. Uh, and Social Security has their own way of determining what 
who's going to pay taxes on the income, and that's by determining what the provisional income is. So what provisional income is is take your Social Security income. So let's say let's say you're going to get thirty thousand dollars of income from Social Security. Take that. Take half of that. So $15,000. That math I can do. Add that to your other taxable income, pension, IRA income, other taxable income, and then that is going to be your provisional income. So if you receive $30,000 of Social Security income, you're going to use 15000 of that. If you get $20,000 of other taxable income, then add the 15000 to your twenty. dollars oh, $35,000. Got it. $35,000. <laughs> Got it. Okay. Of, that's your provisional income. So if you're married, you're paying some tax on that income, Social Security income. And if you're single, then you're not. So basically not 100% of your Social Security income is taxable, up to 85% can be. That is true. And I just said, if you're single, you're, you're not paying ta- taxes. But actually it is because it's over 25000 But yeah, 100% of your Social Security income is not taxable. At a maximum, it's 85% of that income. Another Social Security myth I have to start claiming Social Security benefits at age 62. Your first year of eligibility to claim Social Security benefits is age 62, but that does not mean that you have to. In fact, you can start claiming your benefits as early as 62, but you can delay all the way up until age 70. So anywhere between 62 and 70 is when you can claim your benefits. You do not have to start as early as 62. Well, and then even wrapped up in that statement, there's a little myth or misconception because depending on your status, for, for example, widows, you are actually eligible to claim a benefit at even the age of 60. So there's that's why you know we look at those 81 different options and options within those options to see, okay, when can I actually, when can you actually start taking your benefit and what does that look like over those next few years? When we first start working with families, we incorporate it regardless of, of how old they are, right? Even if they're 55 years old, they can't claim Social Security for another seven years. We still incorporate Social Security recommendations into that plan. But then as we get closer to age 60, we evaluate it every single year and say, what, based on our original assumptions, based on where you were at age 55, does it still make sense to go with those recommendations or should we change it? So let's say that your, your original plan said uh, one of you, so I'm talking about a married couple, one of you, let's say John, is going to take your benefit at age 67 at full retirement age, but Sue's going to take her benefit at 62, but now, Sue, you're 62. Should we continue down that road? Should we take your benefits? Or has life changed a little bit? Has the economic environment changed a little bit? Do you still need that cash flow? We look at all the different factors and evaluate that decision each and every year. So, Sue, maybe it doesn't make sense to take it at 62. Let's wait till next year and then let's reevaluate it. Does it make sense for you to take it at 63? John, does it actually make sense for you to take it at 67? Should we take it sooner than that? Should we take it later? So we have a plan that's put in place based on all the information that we know today. And then we evaluate it and reevaluate it. And ultimately, when it comes time to filing Social Security benefits, we file those benefits for our family. So they don't have to worry about it. It's easy. We do it all the time. You've probably never filed for Social Security before, so doing something for the first time is more challenging, and our team takes care of it. Same with Medicare. Uh, When it comes time to filing Medicare, we take care of that for you as well. Social Security is such a huge decision. Um, It doesn't really matter how big your portfolio is. Social Security represents a big portion of your retirement income. Uh, If you're a married couple and if you add up the monthly benefits that you could receive over the course of a 20-year retirement, it could equate to over a million dollar portfolio. 
So even if you have a $5 million retirement uh, investment portfolio at retirement, that's 20% of what your overall starting retirement portfolio can be. It's still a big deal. So with all the different options, we want to continuously evaluate it and make sure that you're making the best decisions possible to get the most out of this investment that you've been, you've been making for the last 40 years. I mean, you did not have a choice. Do you guys have a choice to pay into Social Security? No, you, that's funny because I almost said that when you said FICA and you said that you were in one of those 15-minute check calls or maybe it was after someone watched a Journey to Retirement online workshop that they asked, should I be paying into FICA? And I was thinking, don't we just have to pay into FICA? We don't have a choice, right? Yeah, unless you're a college student, there's really no except exemption from paying that FICA tax. And that's the point. We do not have a choice. We have to pay into Social Security. Many of you have been paying into Social Security for the last 40 years, and now it's time to maximize your return on that investment. And the way you do that is by incorporating all the social security decisions you have available to you into your overall retirement plan, your income plan, and making sure that you have confidence in the decisions that you're making as it relates to that big investment you've been making for the last 40 years. All right, Lauren, say it. You. It's your retirement. It's your situation. It's your chance to take action. Here it is. It's a 15-minute checkup call. It's a good place to start. You can schedule yours by going to MerkleRetire.com. That's M-E-R-K-L-E Retire.com. I also want to tell you about the Journey to Retirement Workshop because we mentioned it a couple of times during the podcast. We will put a link in the show notes. That's our online workshop where you can learn about all of the things that go into a comprehensive retirement plan. It's the best two hours you'll spend as you're heading to and through retirement. You're going to learn a lot of stuff and you can even ask some questions there as well. So we want to make sure you don't miss out on that opportunity. Another opportunity is listening to this podcast. It's retiring today. We thank you for listening. The rain has picked up, so I'm going to grab some more lunches and deliver them on foot. DoorDash. Just don't hurt your neck. Scratch first. How's the neck do? Merkle Retirement Planning is an independent financial services firm helping individuals create retirement strategies using a variety of investments and insurance products to custom suit their goals and objectives. Any information discussed in these shows is for educational purposes only and should not be construed as investment, tax, or legal advice. Investment advisory services are offered through Elite Retirement Planning, LLC. Insurance services are offered through MRP Insurance, LLC. $1,000 for the year. You will be taxed on your... <laughs> what, is, what just happened? What happened? What's happening? You guys didn't see me. My chair just keeps sliding. <laughs> I thought maybe you were doing it. Yeah. You're sitting on the edge of it. Why not sit back? The TV, you shrink. Podcast, you're moving That's backwards. Funny. Can you not get into the... Do you need a, like a booster? No, I'm good. Get up into the chair? Where do I start? Over. Oh, come on. <laughs> Agreed. <laughs> <laughs>